Good evening, and welcome to Spooky Tales for Edna. There's quite the buzz about the story we will tell today, but it ends with quite a sting. Queen Bee. A new house, a new school, but the same old situation. Beatrice had moved from place to place for as long as she could remember. She was so used to being the new kid, it was basically her nickname. From her curly red hair down to her scabby, knobbly knees, Bee just had a knack for sticking out. Red hair was from her father, who she'd never met but the scabby knees were from her mother. Her mum, Kenny, was an archaeologist. So her and Bee spent a lot of time scrabbling around the garden of their temporary homes, unearthing secrets from its past occupants. One time they found an old rusty revolver, which Bee's mum quickly plucked out of her grasp and handed it into their then local police station. Things at home were great. Her mum was her best friend, confidant, and mother rolled into one. The real problems started at the school gates. B never set out with the intention to be weird, but she always seemed to eventually receive the same What's wrong with you? Look. Okay, not everyone liked looking for fossilised dinosaur poo or pocketing rodent skeletons to inspect them later, but surely someone would share Bee's fascination, apart from her mum, of course. She continued to tell herself things would be different this time, but as they pulled up to where they were staying, Crawley Hall, she had the same creeping feeling that she wasn't going to fit in. Poor Beatrice, don't you think, dear listener, an outcast? A sore thumb. I would lie and tell you things will be alright. But you know me too well for that. That night, after they had unloaded their few belongings, it was hard to have many things when you moved around that often, Beatrice felt tired and decided to go up to her small, or cosy as her mum said, room. She could hear the low rumbles of her mum's snores through the old walls. Beatrice tried her best to sleep. She screwed up her eyes and tried to empty her head, but the noises around the house kept her up. The creaks and groans of the pipes vibrated through the floors. Loose tiles clicked unhappily on the roof outside. Beatrice tried as hard as she could, but sleep escaped her. The quiet of the house was so loud. She began to hear it buzz. It buzzed in her ears. Was that the buzz of silence? Or actual buzzing? Bee sat bolt upright. The buzzing built and built into a crescendo. It sounded like the walls were going to split with the sound. It was like a tornado of noise. Beatrice ran from the room and into her mother's. She was asleep on a mattress on the floor, wearing an eye mask. Mum! Mum! said Beatrice urgently. Don't touch that dinosaur poo, I'm about to pick it up, said her mum, 
her words slurred and thick with sleep. Mum, wake up! The, the house is falling down! Her mum sat up. What? She pulled off her eye mask, bleary-eyed. The house, it's... Beatrice trained off. The buzzing had stopped. Back in her bedroom, her mum tucked her in and smoothed down her hair. First nights are funny, she said, smiling at Beatrice. B had not tried to convince her mum, as she was too busy convincing herself that it had been a dream. As she bid her good night and closed the door, Beatrice swore she saw a small something swoop out of the room on tiny wings. Now, dear listener, unfortunately what Beatrice heard was not a dream. In fact, it was quite the opposite. It was a nightmare. The dawn finally came. Although the house returned to its deathly silence, B could not find any peace. She looked, bleary-eyed at her jam on toast. Her head swarmed with thoughts. You okay? Mum asked, breaking Beatrice's daze. What? Yes, fine. She tried to paste a smile on her face, but her mum seemed to see past it. Is it because it's your first day? You'll be great and have loads to tell me later. Sure, said B, her smile slipping a bit. An hour later, Beatrice was walking through the wrought iron gates of her new school. Strangers milled about, running to groups of friends, waving, laughing, smiling. Someone bumped into her right shoulder, making her bag slip. Watch it! A weasel-faced girl spat at her. She then stopped, taking B in properly. Who are you? I don't know you. A small mousy girl giggled behind her. Yes, I'm new. I've just moved into Crawley Hall. Ooh, Weasel-Face sang. Creepy Crawley Hall. I thought that place was abandoned or filled with insects or ghosts. A mouse-faced girl giggled again. And me and my mum, said Bee cheerily. She did not like these girls. All right, Creepy Crawley. I'm Tess. She stepped closer to Bee. And you look like a bug I'd like to squash. The mouse face did another awful giggle. Thanks. My name's Beatrice. I've actually got to go. She waved at a random group of people she did not know. There are my uh, friends now. She walked away but felt Tess's and the mouse girl's eyes burning in the back of her head. The rest of the day didn't go much better either. No one took notice of Beatrice's attempt to be friendly or interesting. The teachers had forgotten to introduce her until five minutes before the end of the day, and Tess and her pet mouse seemed to pop up everywhere. All in all, she was happy to get home and get to bed. The night dragged slowly on, and sleep still seemed to be trying to avoid her, as much as the children at school, in fact. B tried to push Tess's sneering face out of her mind and focus on positive thoughts. When it started again, it began with a low rumble 
and steadily built. The buzz. Beatrice pulled the covers up to her nose, peering out petrified. The walls seemed to vibrate with the buzz until it seemed to be the only thing that existed. It swirled around her, filling everything in her head. Then it stopped. Silence. Then she noticed something crawling out, a crack in the wall. It fluttered down on delicate wings and landed on her cover close to her face. It was a bee. It seemed to be waiting for something. Hello. The bee stood still. Who might you be? Uh, Sorry, I I didn't intend to make a joke there. Uh, Do you uh, live here? The bee flicked its wings, but stayed where it was. Why was she talking to a bee? Well, because she had no one else, I suppose. Beatrice continued with some small talk, but before long she began to unload her terrible first day onto this poor, unsuspecting insect. And she called me Creepy Crawly. Can you believe that? I mean, how rude. No offence, of course, to you. You seem lovely. And that other girl just stood there and giggled. It may have been her imagination, but the bee seemed to give a single nod of understanding. Then suddenly, it latted a small buzz and took off crawling back through the same crack it had first appeared from. Beatrice felt strange. On one hand, she had just spoken to a bee for about an hour, but on the other hand, she felt a little bit better. She laid back on her pillow and fell straight to sleep. Now, dear listener, I wish I could say that talking to bees was the strangest thing in this story. But, unfortunately, that would not be true. It also doesn't stay as sweet and innocent. The week continued as it started. Each day she went to school. Each day Tess and Mouse hounded her. Each day she lied to her mum. And each night the bee came back and listened to bee's problems. Finally... Friday came, and the weekend was in sight. The day started normal enough. Children ignored her. But Beatrice was looking forward to a weekend of digging in the garden with her mother. But it all started to go downhill at lunch. Beatrice was washing her hands in the girls' toilets when she heard a familiar voice. Hey, creepy crawly, trying to wash off all that scum. You'll have to scrub harder then. Mouse let out the same piercing giggle as always. Bee ignored them. She turned and went to walk out the door when Tess grabbed her arm. Where are you scuttling off to? Well, Beatrice began, you might like spending your time in a toilet. Suits you both, by the way, but I have better places to be. Tess snarled like an angry dog. Where? Sitting on your own? Beatrice wriggled free from her grip. Better alone than with you two morons. As she said it, she knew she had let herself get carried away. Tess shoved her to the ground. Beatrice landed hard. She'd definitely have a bruise after that. 
Tess began to swoop to finish the job. Wait! Beatrice blurted out. Tess laughed. Final words? No, I, I just think... Beatrice had to think fast. If we do it here, we'll get in trouble. Better to finish this somewhere else, away from teachers and toilets. Tess seemed to pause. Her fist lowered. Okay, Crawley. Where? My house? You think I'm stupid? You'll just tell your bug-eyed mother. No, no, no. Down the road, there's a, there's a field. My mum always falls asleep early. Let's beat there, say, 9pm? Or are you too scared? Tess snorted like a bull. I guess that meant she agreed. They both left the toilets. The echoes of Mouse's giggles seemed to bounce around for hours. Later that evening, B laid on her bed. Her mother had fallen asleep early as normal. The digital clock blinked in the fading light. 8.30pm. Half an hour until she had to go meet Tess. She just wouldn't go. But Tess knew where she lived. Why did she have to tell everyone everything? Suddenly, she noticed her little friend buzzing across the room. Oh, hello. Not, not a great time, actually. The bee stood. I've got myself into a little trouble. The bee listened. I've got to go fight this bully. The bee waited. Oh, I, I wish you could help. I need all the help I can. Silence. Then, it started low, then grew into a tidal wave of noise. The buzz, just like the first two nights she was here. What is that? She asked the bee. Then, like a burst pipe, bees poured out of the walls, out of every crack, flooded through the ceiling tiles, from behind furniture and curtains. It filled the room. Beatrice tried to scream, but as she tried, bees flew down her throat. Tess stood in a field. She felt cold. What was she doing? That stupid girl had tricked her. She'd just get her on Monday. Then she spotted her at the far end of the field. So you decided to turn up? Tess felt brave. That stupid girl slowly walked towards her. Ready to get beaten? She moved closer. Too scared to speak, are you? Tess finally saw her face. It was covered in insects, crawling in and out of every hole on her head. What the? Beatrice's mouth dropped open. Bees exploded out of it. Her eyes rolled back and bees erupted out of both sockets. All you could hear was the sound of buzzing. It filled everywhere, like the buzzing was the only thing that existed.
Good evening, and welcome to Spooky Tales for Edna. Now, whether you're listening to this podcast of your own free will, or you've been tied up and gagged, quite Harry, I'd just like to say a big thank you to you. Thank you for listening, sharing, and commenting, and all these stories that I love to write. How else would we get those heebie-jeebies out to the kids? And adults, that's true, Harry. So thank you. So I hope you have a fantastic start to the new year and keep all the scary stuff fictional. Anyway, on with the show.